Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. This episode we actually have myself, Helen Williams, and my business partner, Lauren Brady, together again. And that is so exciting to say that for this purpose. And this particular episode we're actually exploring and Lauren's asking me questions all about a personal challenge that I conducted back in September and we are going through all of the experiences there, the mindset cycles, the state of play, the motivating factors behind why I would take on such a challenge of expedition should we say over a week instead of the general holiday that people take. So I hope you enjoy hearing us back together and having a chat and allowing you to gain some insight over the reality, over how we conduct our lives, push ourselves, think about things and deal with things as well, because there are a lot of learnings and transferable skills in all of what is to come. So sit back, relax, remove the distractions and turn up the volume and enjoy. And as always, as we always say, if you can leave a review at the end, that would be fantastic. Enjoy. Well, hello, Miss Williams. Hello. This is a great pleasure to be online with you and recording a new episode. I know. it's so. It's been so long. I actually yeah. was trying to think how long it's been since we recorded an episode together. And I don't remember because it's been a busy few months. <laughs> yes, it has indeed. It must be January of 2021. Um, it might be February because then we had a break for like spring and then you obviously going off on maternity leave etc so yeah I mean time just flies like that doesn't it stop it I just can't believe it's almost Christmas but we are here to have the most exciting of chats very exciting for me hopefully for everybody else listening over the summer most people take a summer holiday. Lots of people did staycations this year, went to beautiful coastal parts of the UK, into the countryside. You did something like that, but not holidaying like most people do, Helen. No. So we want to talk today about <laughs> Helen Williams' version of a summer holiday. <laughs> the I mean, West Highland Way. Go, the West Highland Way, don't get me wrong, right? I did spend some time on a beach and chilled and relaxed and everything else. But obviously with holiday and being very, very different this year for people and like you said about staycations, options were few and far between. Yes, some people have taken advantage of going off flying to different destinations and what have you. I didn't really fancy that, I'll be honest. And I wanted to do something a little bit different. And there's so much of the UK that I've not explored. So that was part of my decision behind signing up to the West Island Way. A couple of things, obviously, Scotland is beautiful. And there's so much of it that I've not seen yet. And you um, you have a big affinity to Scotland. You have property in Scotland. You have very strong connection to people in Scotland. So it was a tug of the heartstrings up that end of the country. It absolutely was. It was quite emotional for that as well, because it was a yeah. couple of years since, since I've not been. So, yeah. And then, as many of you know, I am part of like a fundraising team as well for raising money for the Sheffield Children's Hospital charity, which is to go towards our main goal of climbing Kilimanjaro. Obviously, through COVID times, that has been put back two years now. So it'll be almost three years yeah. from when I first signed up to it to actually climbing the mountain. And that's if it all goes according to plan for us to go 
and do that in Africa in yeah. September 2022. So fingers crossed there. But I was, I've been doing a lot of like fundraising, smaller events to build up momentum for that, build up awareness for the hospital charity as well, because obviously, yeah. you know, they still need support, even though things aren't necessarily going ahead as they, they have been. And for a personal challenge for me, Lauren, you know, as much as anyone, how much I like to stretch myself. And I've never done anything like this. It's all right, you know, on a Sunday morning, sticking yourself in the car with your waterproofs. And I've always got my hiking boots in the boots of my car, regardless of where I am, where I'm going, I can quickly change and get myself out for a walk. Different going out in the peaks for a few hours on a Sunday morning. And I thought, you know what? I have never done this before. I've done 25 miles of the Yorkshire Three Peaks three times. Yeah, That's all in one day. That's within like 10, 12 hours of your life. The West Highland Way is over a week, basically. It is 96 miles. It is getting up every single day and walking between 11 and 24 miles a day, like consistently, consecutively. And I was like, yes, that has got my name written all over it. Sign me up. Let me clarify this here for people, right? So you started this challenge. I'm going to stop using the word holiday because it really (laughs) is not a bloody holiday, right? There were no bikinis. Um, There were no bikinis. (laughs) What's, what's there the was no suntan from? lotion. Well, maybe there was actually. Yeah. I, I stand corrected already. Okay, so it's the West Highland Way Challenge, obviously in beautiful, beautiful Scotland. You started just north of Glasgow. You yeah. ended up in Fort William. Yeah. It was over five nights and six days that you were hiking and it covered a total of 96 miles, which is 154 kilometers. You didn't do this as a complete mad woman on your own. Thank God. I was already freaking out about your safety and where you were going to be on different mountains and all the other aspects of safety. Tell us how you found the challenge, because I think this is when people hear stuff like this and, you know, you've kind of alluded it to it already you seen it and you said my name's all over that where do you see shit like this where do you find it for anyone else listening to go how does Helen find this random stuff to do well I did sign up on my own as a solo adventurer but I use a company called Adventure Breaks based in the Lake District and I'd done a camping trip with them a beginner's camping trip in May of this year they host different events throughout the year of different kind of levels and abilities and how much you want to test yourself from team building to personal challenges like this but they do they focus on people that are on their own and want to still adventure but safely and with a team fully insured you know we've got our guide with us the guy who runs the company came on the trip as well like it was a great network you didn't have to worry about anything really and I know that's easy for me to say when you you know you've just got the challenge in your head you have to pack correctly you needed all the gear yes by the way there were camping gear with me I was in a tent for half of the week some of that was wild camping as well but we didn't have to worry about anything in terms of the directions, the route, where we're staying, where we're eating, where do we get supplies from, where's the toilet stops. They had everything planned, even the camping gear. So there were some people that were on their own and there were some people that carried their camping gear the entire mileage, right? We was lucky enough through our trip not to do that. We just had our day pack on. So your big pack with all your camping gear on and your, you know, your extra supplies of clothes and water. Well, you had waterproofs in your bag at all times. But all the other stuff, we had a, a baggage collection and drop-off point. 
So it was so well organised, honestly. So, so good. And that company, just in case anyone missed it and then trying to rewind on this podcast, Adventure Breaks. Adventure Breaks UK. Adventure Breaks UK. So I think that's a starting point, isn't it? Because when we hear, like, I remember you telling me about this and I'm like, oh my God, Helen's just going to go off with this massive rucksack on her back and trek through on her own for five days. It's going to be like, you know, that Reese Witherspoon film, Wild, where she literally goes on this mass adventure. And I'm like... The fact that you were with a guided tour guide, listen, there was all the challenges, we're all still you, but you had someone laying out that route in front of you and, like I say, guiding you with it, which is just phenomenal. And I think wow. there's so many people who want to do things like this, but genuinely don't know how to access that bit. So Adventure Breaks UK, yeah. big shout out. Yeah. Why not? Obviously, then, you know, they're not sponsoring us or anything to say. That. <laughs> you can do, though, Adventure Breaks. You can. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that is just a pure shout out to somebody who runs a business well in something that they're really passionate about doing, but helps other people stretch out of their comfort zones Absolutely. as well. And there is so much available out there. So yeah, I could highly recommend it. So all of this was leading into the fact that you went on this first adventure with them, which was a camping trip. And all of this was leading into Kilimanjaro. Yeah. But Helen, one of the things that I wanted to ask you today, right, because you're really honest and open and you share so much of everything business and personal online and it's always something we get feedback on when people meet you in person I can't tell you how many times people have said this to me and I know they say it to you directly god she's just like she is online isn't she when you meet her in person I'm like yep (laughs) she's exactly who she is (laughs) but you have always been dead open about picking things that challenge you and putting yourselves in hard situations so as a human as a woman and as a business owner why is it that you keep picking hard shit to do at any point will you just go on a mini break to Marbella with a bikini and read a chick flick like why is it that Helen as a break from business and life you put yourselves in hard situations I mean I used to do that I used to go to Marbella and and read a chick flick but no I'm I choose the hard stuff, Lauren, because I always want to grow. I always want to learn. Like, there's a time and a place for relaxing, right? And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with going over to Spain and, and like, reading novels and things like that. We all need that time out, and I do have time out. And that's what I said over the summer as well. I did go on a bit of a road trip. Like, I did spend time on beaches and walking and listening to just music, not even audiobooks or learning. You know, it was just pure chilling and relaxing and literally just being a little bit at peace and I'm not saying like I'm not at peace when I'm like challenging myself or whatever but it's a different way of operating yeah we're at a different level of operation so it's knowing kind of like your challenge what stimulates you why you need it and I need it because I'm always learning I'm always growing but it's knowing exactly how you react to it and you respond to it because in other people's eyes I do too much Mm -hmm. right and I get I do get quite a bit of criticism on that as well and it's like no I'm not doing too much for me I might be doing too much for you because you're not then at that level of operation. And by the way, that's not a criticism. We're all different, but it's knowing when you need things and why you need it. And I need that stretch sometimes. And it was a personal challenge for me to do that. And I will, I think I will always pick things out like that, but then at the same time, I always have a default to relax you know, I do take weekends off, believe it or believe it not. I do take times where I'll just like have a complete day of decompression. I won't even speak to people. Like yeah. I'm very active on here. I'm very open on social, like, you know, business and I'm always responsive. But even sometimes on a weekend, if I just need that time, yeah. I won't even speak to people. 
and engage in conversation. I save my voice. I go quiet inside and I basically then just refuel. That's because then I've stretched myself and I need then I need to then refill my cup. Mm. Okay. Like I even explain this to my mom because I said to my mom, if she tries ringing me, I'll text her back and I'll say, mom, I'm just having a quiet day. Is everything okay? Can we speak another time? So let me bring you back here to this hard stuff, Helen, because you've told us a little bit, but I know there's more in the tank here. Hard stuff for you. And we're going to jump about a little bit. People telling you it's too much. You're doing too much. Other people's perspective, opinions. They don't know what's going on in your head, your body, your business, anything. Yeah. But business is hard. Just, God, the last 12, 18 months, I think for everybody has had has been bloody hard, not to the same level, but, you know, we've all been through an experience that none of us have ever had before. So hard shows up all the time, but you actively go and choose hard shit, not just because you are like, give me more pain, give me more, give me more things that can feel hard on me. What is it in you or why have you got to this point in your life and in business that you actively go, hard shit's around us anyway, let me get more hard. It's my choice. My choice is my control. So instead of me feeling as though hard shit's happening to me, it's happening for me because I'm choosing it. But it, it still just go back, Lauren, to the fact of I want to learn and I want to grow. Mm. And if you choose easy, then are you learning or are you growing? If you want to choose easy and live life easy, then that's great. Like, be happy with that. I'm not. And I'm all right with that. Like, I'm not happy with the easy choice. And yeah, you might go, you might say, well, why would you put that on yourself and go for the path of least resistance and everything mm-hmm. else? Like if you could have a week, 10 days to chill or a week to 10 days to stretch yourself, I'd want to stretch yourself. I'd want, I want challenge. I want adventure. It goes through my blood in terms of like, what's next? What can I achieve next? And it is that sense of pride and achievement as well that comes in it. And I feel as though I only get that through the choosing a hard. You so, mentioned something there, Helen, I'm going to bring you back to you, is that you said, I'm in control of the hard. I choose the hard rather than the hard landing on my doorstep. There's this saying, I'm probably not going to get it right here. I should have Googled it while you were talking. But it's this idea, this saying of, if you choose easy now, hard will come later. If you choose the hard stuff now, life gets easier later. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for me as well you know when we say about the easiest stuff or the easy stuff like life's not easy I'm not I'm not being flippant over it but again it comes down to choices but you know when you do have those moments of downtime relaxation the stuff that then feels easy you can enjoy it a lot better because you appreciate it a lot more you're like oh yeah this is good it's like heaven (laughs) I think one of the things that sticks out to me from being around you we're in business together but I'm lucky enough to know the inner side of the hard stuff that goes on in life and in business it's this idea of control so many of us especially entrepreneurs are little crazy control freaks the reason we want to work for ourselves the reason we want to build our own companies the reason we want to be in control is because we are little control freaks and so by picking the hard do you feel like you're getting ahead of you know the other shoe dropping almost you're like well if I give myself hard challenges if I give things that are gonna stretch me and make me grow I'm kind of getting ahead of anything that can land on my doorstep that I'm not prepared for well yeah because you know what it gives you Lauren it gives you perspective it gives you that understanding of what you're capable of how you dealt with it you're almost programming your brain 
into being reprogrammed in how to deal with things and you're giving yourself a blueprint that you can transfer into other situations so you know like when you might be nervous something's challenging you whatever and you'll sit with somebody and you say but remember the time when and it's always remember the time when you got over that kind of obstacle before this is exactly the same yeah if you're keeping on challenging yourself and you're keeping on achieving more you can deal with more and you know people then do realize that and they say I get it to me and you're the same is how do you deal with it so calmly it's like because I don't see it as a massive mountain like you do because it's a case of I know that I can deal with it might not be immediately it might not be like as plain sailing as you would wish but you will, it will get dealt with again so, you've got through every other hard day hard week hard month yeah. of your life so far yeah. so let's get through this hard week day month and yeah keep and going then, and then that does come down to perspective and having the belief and the faith in yourself that you can deal with it and you said the other day in, in the workshop training that we did everything is bigger outable and that's mm-hmm. the same you know it is having that faith and belief, but knowing that you can figure it out as well, because you've been the one that's put the hard yards in, that's gone through the challenge and the struggle, and that you can then create something of an outcome that you're happy and you're satisfied with. Yeah, there's a few words that have just popped out there as you were chatting, Helen, that I brought down. It's the belief and faith in yourself, and yeah. it comes back down to you. And it's this idea because, gosh, running a business now, we can we have so many things that help us run a business. Technology, information, outsourcing. So we're massive fans and advocates of outsourcing. If someone can do a part of your business or a part of your life better, more efficient, at a better cost per hour, then do it. But you cannot outsource this kind of stuff. You cannot outsource getting through the challenges. You cannot outsource the belief and faith you have in yourself. That has to come down to you. And I think when when we talk about these amazing challenges that you put yourself in, Helen, that's where it comes back to is that you don't go, I'm going to sit in a coaching seat and tell you how to deal with hard stuff and how to challenge yourself. You go, hold on a minute, I'm just going to go offline for six days, (laughs) walk 100 miles in the pissing rain, (laughs) and then I'll talk to you about dealing with hardship so yeah kudos right let's talk about the mountain though because we've uh I don't want to skip this bit because I saw the videos and the pictures when you did have some power on the phone it was beautiful Helen tell us about how it felt what you saw because I know you're a nature girl and I think so many of us need more of this so tell us about the mountain it was amazing right there were so many different territories of wilderness that we went through so it wasn't like a mountain per se, because we, we covered the mileage from north of Glasgow. So we set off from Milgai and then that was pretty flat. It was a little bit sort of not that exciting. But then the weather on the first afternoon where we was actually then going where it would have been the peak. And I can't remember what the top of that peak was, but we would have overlooked the south of Loch Lomond and we couldn't see it. <laughs> Well, it, it, you had fog and, and all the cloud right in front of your face. So the guide actually picked, a, picked his phone out and found it on Google, what we should have seen. And I've got this amazing photograph of the cloud and all of the mist and all of the dampness and, you know, us all kind of cold and what have you at the top of this peak with the beautiful scenery on his phone that we sh- that what should have been <laughs> yeah here's what you could have won here's the yeah, google images yeah. behind us yeah. yeah well done on all your hard work and you know you're already sweating and tired and ready for your break on your first day but you're not even getting the beauty of the scenery but yeah that was first day then we'd gone through parts of it where it was you've got 
you're going through your little villages, you're going through up and down, obviously, of peaks and things, Loch Lomond, around Loch Lomond. I love being by bodies of water, so that was always beautiful, and I've got fond memories of being in Loch Lomond as well. That was when I was not on a trekking holiday. I was in the, the I was at the other side of, of the water in the in the amazing hotel. What is it called now? It's it, it surpasses me. But you were in a restaurant with a nice glass of something cold in your hand, eating some beautiful seafood. Oh. This is this trip where you were head to toe in waterproofs, cloud totally. all around it, going for it. Yeah, totally different there in terms of experience. But around around Loch Lomond then, so I love being by bodies of water, but this one was so challenging on the terrain. Like you're up and down, like the boulders. I can't explain how intense that was. It was probably one of the most challenging parts of it in terms of then the physicality. Mm. And then there's like wilderness of great open space. We're going through forests. We're going through all sorts of different terrain. Honestly... It was incredible. What I won't, what I, I'll never forget is the fact of on the day that we were going past Glencoe and like through through all the mountains there at Glencoe, that was when we were piss wet through. That was so uncomfortable. And like your waterproofs are no longer waterproof. That was pretty horrific that day. And I have never been so grateful for shelter in a place where we went in for a hot soup and a sandwich and I had a cold beer as well. Because I was just like, just give me all of what is here because I'll never take for granted again on how I've just felt coming down there. But then you're setting up again all wet and soggy because everything's wet and soggy. And, and for that, any of us who know that feeling, I, I'm my face is wincing. If you're watching this with our videos to accompany it, we, I've been there before where you're like, I'm so wet. My underwear oh. is soaking, like my base layer, my pants, my between my toes is a puddle I think every one of us who's ever had that is feeling it with you but then Helen you stopped refueled and then how many more hours did you keep going with that level of well, that, that, that was a that was an extremely challenging day for me I had a couple of really up and down kind of emotional days one of the days I just want to go back to so, sorry, sorry I'm just doing a little bit of a rewind on the on the trail one of the days we set off and We'd, fin- we'd been wild camping and we set off that morning. I slept well, by the way, the whole time because you're absolutely exhausted, whether you're in a field or by the River of Oki or whatever. Like, I slept ridiculously well. But I set off and I just I felt really emotional that morning. You know where sometimes you just feel really, like, teary and emotional? And I don't know if it was... I think we'd gone past kind of, like, halfway point at that time. So that was the most I've ever done in terms of mileage. And I just felt it. And I, I wanted to be on my own. I'm putting myself to the back of the of the crew. I didn't really want to talk to anybody else in our group. And we only had five of us in our group. But I wasn't like being unsociable on purpose. I just I just needed to go inwards a little bit and recognise why I was feeling emotional. And is it pride? Is it kind of like, what is it? And I remember doing a video actually on social media and I shared it of the fact that I was, I just felt emotional. Like I'm in all of this beautiful wilderness I'm sleeping under the stars. I was actually so proud of myself that I was like, the tears just kept coming and everybody's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just having a little moment, but I'm actually enjoying it to like work through that emotion, recognize it as well. Like it was nothing to cover up. It was nothing to um, be ashamed of or anything. And I just thought that this is a massive bloody challenge. And we're only halfway through. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a moment. But then the challenge on another emotional state, which is what, which is I want to, I just want to share this with you because it's it's really, really valuable, is that when we're when we're soggy wet through and I'd had the hot soup, then the next 
physical challenge was to come. And when you get the itinerary of this challenge, there's a part of it that they call the devil's staircase. I mean, that in itself is yeah. like... That, well, that, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that sounds horrific. So you'd already got this in your head of, oh, well, this is going to be hellish. And everybody is saying about, oh, yeah, we've got this to do yet. And it's really difficult. And some that have done it before and they're like, right, I'm I'm okay with physicality. I really was surprised how much my body held up and my feet held up. Well, you're healthy, Helen. You train, you have trained. You're not someone who, you don't take the piss out of your body. You eat well, you sleep. Well, you kind of sleep. But you, you train, you stretch, you do your yoga. So your body was in good shape going in. Yes, but... Well, go on, tell, tell us about this devil's devil staircase. Yeah, but because you see so many people are struggling and hobbling and people pull out of it and everything else, like I couldn't take it for granted that mm. it was going to be a physical challenge. I've never stretched my body that far before. I've done a lot of like, silly things and like challenged and stuff, but I've never done that much. So I'm like, I couldn't quite get my head around going up this devil's da- devil's staircase. I had to, I had, I had to make anyway, like I was already suffering in pain. I needed a wee, I'll be honest. I needed a wee going up this devil's staircase. There's no way. I mean, I really, really am envious of men when they're like, they can just go anywhere and have the quickest of wees and be dead easy for them. And we're like, got to find somewhere behind a bush, behind a rock. That's the thing though, but you're all going up the kind of this single trail track. And my feet were hurting at this point. And I'm like, I don't want to use extra mileage of my feet to go into find somewhere that's going to be a little bit further away off this track. I just want to get this track out of the way. And everybody else were in front of me, but my, I couldn't move any further. I just felt my bladder was full. I'd got pain in my stomach and I couldn't move any further. And I'm like, right. And then and Freddie, our guide leader, he was basically enticing me along with jelly babies. Jelly babies. Yeah, because he's like, come on, you can get to this bit and and then you can have another jelly baby and what have you. And he was so good because he was distracting me as well and he was telling me all about the wild sort of flowers and all of the, everything around up this track. He was so good because he's so What a good coach. The weather was terrible. You're soggy and I was in pain and I needed a wee. And I was just like, this is so freaking hot and I got a little bit mental. And he's like, Helen, like I've never seen you like this before. And I'm like, finding this difficult all right and I just had a bit of a strop on this mountain going up the devil's staircase but if anybody and told the rest of the group please you just carry on like I'm all right going at my pace and that's what I was like and so they went off up front with Chris and Freddie stayed with me at the back and then I got to the top I found a massive big rock to have a wee behind, by the way. And the relief was amazing. And I said to Freddie, I said, tell the other group not to turn around. I said, I'm hoping nobody's going to come up this peak. I said, so you just you just carry on. Let me just do what I need to do. And then this guy came to the top of the peak and I couldn't get my trousers back up because they were all soggy and wet and they were stuck to my skin. And I'm like, ah! I've just traumatized this guy. Well, this is the thing. We're having like genuine adult conversations about dealing with hard stuff and putting yourself in challenges. Next thing, trying to have a wee behind a rock. Couldn't get my leggings up because he was sticking to me. Brilliant, brilliant. But then do you know what, Lauren? I did, as soon as that happened, I'd reached the top. I'd had my wee. I'd had my jelly babies. And I felt achieved and accomplished again, right? Do you know what they called me? Because I, I caught the rest of the group up. You know what they called me? The comeback queen. They said, this is a better comeback than take that. 
I was like, come on, I want it now. <laughs> and I swear to God, I was like two different personalities. Yeah. Mid devil staircase and post. And then the rest of that day, then when we when we'd gone into, I can't remember where we went into, so I'm not going to even going to try and pronounce it. But my attitude then and my mental state was on such a high. Yeah. Because I was the only way is up now. Yeah. We've not got long to go get back and have a hot shower. We're staying in a hostel that night and we'd got booked into a pub for hot food. So there were no stove food. And I was just like, yes, cold beer, hot food, hot shower, and a bed, not a tent. Yeah. But listening to you describe it, and this is a thing, H, I reckon, and I know there is some stuff on our social media page. If anyone who's really wants to get into the nitty gritty of every single day, there is some videos if you want to scroll back and find them. You've just nailed it there, the way you explained it. Different emotional states, different thoughts and stories that you're telling yourself. I just want to kind of come to the end of this conversation with this. Your inner dialogue is something that, again, if most of us could put it on a USB stick and whack it into the side of us on the side of our computer, then I always think if you have a little bit of Helen in your head, the way you reframe things, the way you talk to yourself is going to be so much better. You are the coach. You, I know that even when we do anything slightly physical or uh, anything challenging, you stay in coach mode a lot. You're the person pulling people up from the back. You're the people checking in. Are you okay? How are you feeling? What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? I want to ask you two parts of this question. Do you ever stop being the coach? Do you ever stop being the person who's checking in on everybody else in the group? And also when you were reframing, like you give us a great insight there with all the way that the different states and things in your head. But what was the majority of your inner dialogue like on this challenge? So do you ever stop being the coach, Helen, and talk us through your dialogue in your brain? Yes and no is the answer to do I ever stop being the coach? I'm a natural empath and I naturally have solutions, right? I also gravitate to helping other people, obviously. That's what line of work we're in. So wherever I can help and offer support and advice and just a listening ear even, I, I will do. And there was a lot of that on the, on, the, on the group, right? We got to know each other very, very well, obviously. And there was a lot of that sharing, but people took it in turns to do that. And even for me, like I said, you know, Freddie did that for me. Other people listened and we were talking about things and we're talking about our personal lives and business lives. And it was a bit of a give and take. I also did explain to people what I did and the fact up front that I'm not here to coach and judge and all of that. Not that coaches are judgy, by the way, but people do have a perception that we are because they just think that we're... And I just said, this is a challenge for me personally. And I'm putting myself in that vulnerable situation to stretch myself. I'm not here to, to be motivating and, and coaching other people. If I could, then great. Then it, but it wasn't an expectation. So there's a kind of a, a bit of yes, because it comes naturally and that's what type of person you are and it, it goes through your, it goes through your veins, but then knowing the fact that it was a conscious decision that I'm here for myself hmm. and that's okay. Like normally I'm here for everyone else. I'm there that would be hosting a trip. And I was like, no, I am here for myself. These aren't my clients. Yeah. If I can help them, I will. But if they can help me, I'm going to let them. And did that tick into then to that next part of the question, Helen, on your internal dialogue? I mean, how many different conversations were you having with yourself daily, hourly on this challenge? So many, so, so many. But you know what was apparent as well is 
there were times when I did enjoy the quiet but there were times when and was in my own head through thoughts and like I said about the emotion and the pride then there was times where it's like this is hurting this is really hurting and it's not going to get any better until the end so you've started it so you've got to finish it you're having these kind of things then it's a case of oh be so grateful for dry socks be so grateful for any part of food or water Mm -hmm. or anything that you that you're having because you've literally just got what's on your body Mm -hmm. right you like I said about you know we're booked into a pub so it's like pub like they're the things that we take (laughs) for for granted yeah but if you have those they're luxuries that is pure luxury so yeah the, the gratitude definitely went through through my head and then like verbalizing that with other people was amazing pride again the same thing but then the challenge and the fact of this is hard but you can do it it's hard and you, you're just having this yeah. this battle of, of of the demons in your head and overriding it but what I will say is there was a lot of distraction as well because of other people so we played games we sang songs because honestly the camaraderie that we had in our little group was incredible and that teamwork really we really knitted together and it was such a high vibe that we were in pain, yeah, and it were hurting. Yeah. But we were singing then to the next stop. Yeah. And it'd be like, but there's a but then there's we can put our feet up, we can get a cold beer, we can get some sweeties, like we can get an ice cream. I remember on one of the days, I said about the pissing down weather, but I said on what on one of the days we did need the sunscreen and yeah. it was so hot. And then the next stop, we're like, oh my goodness, they sell ice cream. And we'd have this Solero, and it was like the best tasting Solero that I'll probably ever have in my life. Yeah. There was no magnums available, though. No, I wanted the fruity stuff. Oh, no. Always <laughs> the chocolate magnum. <laughs> Helen, I could listen to you talk about this, and I, you know, we and you have talked about this long off camera. But as I'm hearing you speak about all of those things, the camaraderie of the teamwork, you know, they're wanting to, to be in pain one minute, but singing a song and celebrating the gratitude. What an amazing way for us to finish this conversation on. Isn't that the same as business? Isn't that the same as relationship, life, all the other stuff is that you've got to knit in with the team. And sometimes you're in the middle of a mountain thinking, what the bloody hell was I thinking signing up for this? Why did I take on this challenge? Why did I set up this company? Why did I set out on this path? And you've got to look around and be grateful for dry socks, a hot bowl of soup. At other times, it's not the hot bowl of soup. It's a bloody lovely ice cream that you need and just enjoy it on the way. Yeah. You finished on the last day. I remember seeing it there at the final point at Fort William. You've got this great picture of you holding on to, I'm doing this a real disservice. I'm going to say a big rock. It wasn't a rock, was it? What was it you were holding on to? It was, it was a signage of the completion and okay. the, the distance and the places that you've gone through. Amazing. And you were there and, you know, you were beaming. And then, is it true what they say? Do you forget all the pain? Did, did, had you, had all of the challenge of the last five day five nights six days did it float away in that moment or did you remember every part of it no it just floats away it absolutely floats away I mean our group we stayed at party until two o'clock in the morning <laughs> I went out in my slides because yeah. my feet couldn't take shoes yeah. like and it's like please just no one come near my feet yeah. so I went did you out wear socks hand. under your sandals no no well there you go but, least but least feet yeah. On a Friday night in Fort William, party until two o'clock in the morning. It was yeah. the best night ever. Yeah. And that's the thing you've got to celebrate when you get to the end of any of these challenges, whether it be every single day along the way or the end of it. I know the answer to this question before I say it, but for everybody else's benefit, will you do it again? Will you do something similar again? 
I would I would definitely do it again. I honestly yeah. cannot describe or share with you how much enjoyment I had. I hope that has given you a little glimpse of it, but not just enjoyment, but the achievement. And yeah. as soon as I'd done it, I was like, I'd do that all over again. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'm fancying the East Highland way. It's not as popular as the West Highland way. And it's definitely wet my appetite for even more of Scotland. So yes, I do have the the, the great adventure of Kilimanjaro coming up imminently hopefully but yeah I do I definitely want to do more adventures particularly in Scotland brilliant Helen thank you so much for putting yourself in hard situations so the rest of us can experience it a little bit through you and I hope if anyone listening to this is thinking about doing something hard today or this week or this month this might have given you a little bit of impetus to lace up the boots and get going as always H it's a pleasure talk to you soon thank you Thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope that you enjoyed that and hope that you resonated a lot with those personal experiences there. If you have any questions about coaching and how you can benefit from engaging myself, Lauren, or anyone from the HEW team on a personal level or within your business integration, then do not hesitate to contact us via the website, which is www.helpingentrepreneurswin.org. Look forward to hearing from you. As always, if you've enjoyed this, please share it to any of your Instagram stories on social media, leave us a five-star review or come to us directly with any of your feedback, comments or queries. Have an amazing day and thank you for being our listeners.